0: Whoever said that money doesn't buy happiness didn't know where to shop. Is buying things really the new self-empowerment? The material girl TikTok trend wholly embraces looking and acting rich, even if you're not, as a way to feel good. And the driver of this trend, Saucy Santana's song, Material Girl, embodies the idea of manifesting opulence to empower yourself. Santana has linked this to owning his own queer identity, saying, "...I'm very girly. So I was getting my nails done. I was wearing girl clothes, purses, and makeup. I want to show everybody that they can be how they want to be. People respect you more." The Material Girl can thus be viewed as an inclusive, rallying cry for marginalized people and increasingly disenfranchised youth to declare and flaunt their fabulousness. However much material wealth they have or don't. And in that sense, it follows from a longer history of materialistic gain as a form of liberation for women and people of color. Moreover, studies have affirmed what many of us feel to be true — buying lovely things or treating yourself can make you feel really good. What's all this? Some retail therapy to solve my emotional wounds, a few treasures from Glamazon.com." But it tends to be a fleeting high that might get you hooked, craving more spending. So as empowering, or mocking, as many of the Material Girl trends iterations may be, they ultimately remind us how impossible it is to quit capitalism when we're all conditioned to believe buying stuff is the way to improve your mood and assert that you matter. Here's our take on the mixed messages of today's material girl and why it's time to examine why our culture still sees possessions as proof of self-worth. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to be notified about all of our new videos. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself." While the Saucy Santana song was released in 2020, the material girl trend took off when it first appeared on TikTok in the fall of 2021, when videos using the hashtag quickly amassed over a billion views. The trend isn't simply a litany of wealthy Gen Z girls flaunting their latest purchases. It's inclusive. Scrolling through the hashtag is like opening the door to a community of women and LGBT plus people who are collectively celebrating living their best lives, whether that's by reveling in small luxuries or, yes, sometimes spending lavish amounts of money on frivolous things. steady because they know I'm the true." There's a long-standing important racial element to much of the embrace and flaunting material wealth as proof of how far marginalized groups have come. Saucy Santana is only the latest in a long line of musicians, rappers, and actors of color who have made a point of manifesting the wealth their communities were long denied. "'Birthdays was the worst days, now we sip champagne but we thirsty. Yet, this has always been a fraught issue. All falls down from Kanye West's Debut album in 2004 tells the story of a single black female addicted to retail and meditates on a fundamental insecurity driving performative materialism. Cause they made us hate ourself and, love they and today's top rappers like Kendrick Lamar explore the complex mix of emotions and psychological hang-ups that result from suddenly rising from poverty to extreme wealth. At my biggest fear was losing it all. Scared to go back to section eight, my stressing. This idea that materialism could be empowering also also has a longer, complicated relationship with feminism. Madonna's 1984 song, Material Girl, is about a woman asserting her realistic view that we're living in a material world, and thus she is a material girl who's not going to be taken in by naive promises of love but knows the value she can command. The styling of the video is a direct reference to Marilyn Monroe's Diamonds Are a Girls Best Friend from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, which also playfully suggests that a woman who knows how to capitalize on her beauty is showcasing a certain form of smarts. I always say a kiss on the hand might feel very good, but a diamond tiara lasts forever." These characters' economic power is still limited to their influence over men. Madonna's song is about other people buying jewels for her. Yeah, he's still after me. He just gave me a necklace. I don't know. I think it's real diamonds." Marilyn's Lorelai Lee plots to marry well, though Madonna and, to an extent, Monroe, are also playing on the -the behind-the-scenes reality that they, as top-earning stars, are getting theirs. We can see the same tension in later materialistic feminist icons like Sex and the City's Carrie Bradshaw, the ultimate material girl who views the right pair of shoes as a full-on love affair. "'Hello, lover.' Again, Sex in the City projected feminist independence which was mirrored by the financial power of the franchise itself. "...it did make an enormous amount of cash." Oh, "...why don't you shut that down our faces? We know you're very rich!" Even though the central character, Carrie, only achieved financial solvency through marrying a rich guy. In contrast to this legacy, the two biggest differences in today's material girl trend are that, one, it's explicitly about empowering oneself, and two, it's not solely focused on white women. Santana's repurposing the material girl phrase as a gay black male rapper makes it inherently more open and inclusive. Paper Magazine writes, Saucy Santana revamps the concept for a modern era, which suggests that anyone, regardless of gender identity, can be a material girl. The egalitarian essence to Saucy Santana's speaks to a certain power that any of us can have as consumers. Today, we're seeing more how marginalized communities are being directly marketed to, with ads becoming more progressive, more diverse, and tailoring themselves to a broader clientele, as evidenced by the rise of terms like pink money and the black dollar. Real love is enjoying my own space and wanting to share it with him." Still, if we look to stories about consumerism from previous generations, the takeaway is often that solely being a consumer doesn't fulfill you. Because the cliche is true, money doesn't buy happiness, and you need more in your life. In Clueless, Cher Horowitz is introduced as every inch the material girl, using shopping as therapy to feel better about her problems. We've been shopping all day and I still don't know what to do about Mr. Hall." But for Cher, the installation of the material girl lifestyle leads to loneliness, and her only way out of that is to share and give away her possessions and lead a less individualistic life. I'm Captain of the Pismo Beach Disaster Relief. I don't think they need your skis. Daddy, some people lost all their belongings. Don't you think that includes athletic equipment?" In the Lisa Card episode of Saved by the Bell, after rich teen Lisa Turtle gets too carried away with her new credit card, getting a job to make back the money helps her realize the value of unglamorous work. I want to make that donation. It's about time I start thinking of someone besides myself. Still, just as Lisa Turtle doesn't really stop being a material girl, many iconic cultural examples suggest that the material girl's economic power can lead to personal empowerment, too, if she pairs it with applying herself. And if, in fact, you weren't washing your hair, as I suspect you weren't, because your curls are still intact, wouldn't you have heard the gunshot? In Friends, Rachel Green's growth begins with her leaving behind her old self through the symbolic act of cutting up all her old credit cards. Welcome to the real world! It sucks! You're gonna love it. But what follows for Rachel is a journey of self-discovery where she doesn't stop being a material girl. She just balances out her love for shopping with being an ambitious, independent woman with a strong friendship group. There's even a nice symmetry to Rachel pursuing a career where she gets to shape fashion, I'm gonna get to help decide what we sell! versus the younger, more consumerist Rachel who, as we see in the alternate reality episodes, would never have had the same depth if she'd remained content with only shopping. In today's era, where the material girl family the Kardashians reign over much of social media, reality TV, and beauty empires, being a material girl isn't so much the exception as the rule. Materialism and beauty overlap more directly than ever, Kardashian-influenced beauty standards, and today's celebrities who show little to no evidence of aging, have created a world in which economically investing in one's appearance through everything from expensive makeup to Botox almost seems to many like a requisite to keep up. Accordingly, today's films and TV shows are more mocking or critical of the material girl's values. In Search Party, Cassidy is a cartoon of a modern Kardashian girl boss with the pitch-perfect vocal fry. "'I just feel bad for her sometimes. She grew up in a generation that was all, like, you gotta be a man and get ahead." It's like, bitch, just admit you like to shop." Cassidy may be relatively nice and well-intentioned, but she's an ill-prepared lawyer who got this job thanks to her family's money, and her shallow corruption of feminism is a transparent bid to get an actually guilty person off of a murder charge. And she is a victim of the patriarchy, as are we all. In Hustlers, Ramona's aspirational materialism makes her feel like a Mrs. Claus-esque mentor to Destiny and the other strippers at their club. But the questionable means Ramona and her friends have to resort to in order to maintain this lifestyle become a larger condemnation of our economic structure. This whole country is a strip club. You got people tossing the money and people doing the dance." Likewise, Inventing Anna, a dramatization of the story of Anna Delvey's fraud, explores how our worship of performative materialism enabled Delvey's fake story that she was an heiress raising money for an exclusive club to take so many in. Sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. My name is Lily, and I'm a shopaholic." Consumerism is now the dominant way many of us interact with the world, and there's growing questioning of whether retail therapy is making us happy or whether we shop out of compulsion against our best interests. While Saucy Santana's Material Girl is about the positive, empowering aspects of being a consumer, Rina Sawayama's "Excess" looks at the more troubling side of this culture. The first half of the song feels like your typical Material Girl anthem. It, but in the second half, Sawayama critiques this culture of instant gratification. Globally, like we haven't checked ourselves to say, do we need that thing, Amazon Prime, tomorrow? In How I Met Your Mother, Lily's shopping addiction captures how consumerism hooks us into a vicious cycle. When I feel down about something, I shop. Lily's cure for any emotional turmoil is to shop, but this ends up landing her in a mountain of credit card debt, until eventually the problem she's shopping to feel better about is that debt. I just got a huge credit card bill. Shopping for Lily is a short-term fix that becomes a direct source of much bigger anxiety, as her debt creates a serious obstacle for her and Marshall's plans to own a house and start a family. In Confessions of a Shopaholic, compulsive shopper Becky illustrates how this behavior relies on a mind state of being completely divorced from the reality of one's financial situation. And Becky's excessive spending also contributes to a broader personal crisis, showing just how deep and damaging these addictions can be. I destroyed my career on national television. I lied to the men I love. I hurt my best friend. In The Office, both Jan and Nellie indulge shopping addictions in attempts to assuage their feelings about professional and personal problems they have less power over. But both plots underline that, like with many self-destructive, addictive behaviors, compulsive materialism just avoids and exacerbates existing root problems. TikTok's material girl trend has evolved to a point where the more addictive elements of consumerism are addressed. In these videos, the glossy, bass-boosted thump of Saucy Santana is replaced by an iteration of the Freddie and Vanessa trend, in which audio stripped from the video game Five Nights at Freddy's accompanies videos of people fully aware they've potentially just made a bad financial decision. "'Freddie, you're supposed to be on lockdown.' "'Vanessa?' I'm a material girl." Other tongue-in-cheek videos find humor in how the creators obviously anything but rolling in dough, or send up the ridiculous elements of the trend. The way the material girl trend has been embraced on TikTok is often with more than a hint of irony. We see people using the hashtag or lip-syncing to the song next to examples that aren't exactly the opulent, luxe lifestyle. While these stories are light in tone, there's a serious message underscoring them that asks whether we need to reevaluate our relationship to consumerism and whether hyperconsumerism is even inherently at odds with reality. Lindsay Bluth epitomizes this in Arrested Development, as her clinging to a material-girl lifestyle even when her once-liquid family scrambling for cash takes on an air of total ridiculousness. You spent $68 on hair conditioner? Small price to pay for self-esteem, Michael. Similarly, Alexis in Schitt's Creek struggles to shed her material-girl lifestyle when her family suddenly thrust into a lower-income bracket. Oh, no. I'm fine. Thank you. That's very sweet." "...this isn't say yes to the dress, princess." And her brother David gets a reality check that his luxury designer wardrobe doesn't really have any resale value in the regular world. "...I can't really use any of this. It's too, you know..." "...funky." "...what is this place?" What is this place?" In the documentary The Queen of Versailles, we see a real-life version of a material girl struggling to admit a changing reality, as Jackie Siegel resists reining in her spending even while her staff members are laid off and she has to stop building her dream mansion. I bought you a lottery ticket the other day. That's a waste of money. Not if you win. Yet, while there are taboos around other addictions, being a material girl is broadly encouraged, glamorized, and celebrated in countless popular songs, movies, and music videos that flaunt the singers' riches. At the same time, we are seeing more and more stories and songs push back against the routine glamorization of materialism in our pop culture. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I have his hand-me-down? The kind of looks just ain't for. Us. And the more ironic appropriations of the material girl trend use that power to point out the ridiculousness of ascribing self-worth to material possessions, often by creators humorously underlining how their life isn't one of luxury and making us feel like that's kind of okay. One of the hardest, but most important truths to internalize in today's culture is that you're not equal to what you have. Whatever economic class you happen to be in, you can express confidence by taking pride in showing off your favorite belongings, owning your appearance, and feeling like a million bucks. So maybe being a true material girl is all about having an expensive attitude. I got these at a showroom in Paris. I got these on a clearance rack at Target." In Broad City, Abby and Alana are often scraping to get by, but take great joy in being material girls when they can, as if they're somehow gaming the system. Bed & Beyond coupons never expire. After Abby goes for her stereotypical shopping montage but just really likes the first dress, it becomes the one great dress that we see her rewear on multiple fancy occasions. And in a twisted way, what Anna Delvey revealed, as we can see in Inventing Anna, is the extreme level of artifice and fiction in today's whole materialistic culture. Maybe it's what's helped the both of us going forward if you stop thinking about me like everyone else. Like basic, you know? There's an irony in the fact that the material girl trend is appearing at a time when the structures that uphold consumerism are being called into question. Whereas the original material girls implied capitalizing on one's beauty and sex was only good sense, today we have more mixed feelings about that self-exploitation. Capitalizing on my body and knowing that people were going to continue and maybe, you know, perpetuating that narrative of I am just a body was very difficult for me. And the generation most associated with the trend, millennials and Gen Z, are mired in economic instability, while billionaires are flaunting their wealth with private space exploration, and elite celebrities brag about the millions of dollars they've spent on NFTs. You can pick your your, your ape. Yes, I was going through a lot of them, and I was like, I want something that, like, kind of reminds me of me. It's basically impossible to quit capitalism on any individual level, unless you completely remove yourself from modern society. An activist known as Johnny Bark has taken residence in this beloved tree. What is he protesting? The expansion of high-cost, low-quality mini-mansions like this one here. And within that system, it's hard to escape the constant messaging that more consumption is always better, that spending makes you feel good, and that it makes you important but there does seem to be a growing recognition en masse that a big change is needed. People are more conscious and aware than ever of the intrinsic links between excessive consumerism and climate change. So-called fast fashion allows consumers to buy more, but they're wearing these garments less often and disposing of them at an unprecedented rate. In this context, the New Material Girl feels less aspirational and more like a sign of fundamental absurdity in where we are right now, which tells us maybe it's time we thought of a new way. You cannot square infinite growth, infinite consumption, infinite purchasing on a finite planet. This is The Take on your favorite movies, shows and pop culture. Thanks for watching, and don't forget to subscribe.